The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to the Jewish crowds, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh for the life of the world. The Jews quarreled among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Jesus said to them, Amen, amen, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you do not have life within you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him on the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me, and I in him. Just as the living Father sent me, and I have life because of the Father, so also the one who feeds on me will have life because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven. Unlike your ancestors who ate and still died, whoever eats this bread will live forever. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord, Lord Jesus Christ. Note the insistence in the voice of Jesus in our gospel reading today. When the Lord speaks of the mysteries that we celebrate today, indeed of the sacrament that we celebrate every Sunday, and in fact every day in the church, there is always an insistence about what he says. And in being that insistent, the Lord puts a stark choice in front of us. Believe me or don't. But those are your only two options. I am insisting on this. And if you substitute something else, you are substituting someone else for me. What a powerful, powerful position the Lord takes here. There's a deadly earnestness about him, a striking gravitas about the way he insists on this. Note that as he announces the sacrament of his body and blood, the people who here have difficulty 
They say it is impossible. Who can accept it? And what does the Lord do? He doubles down and insists in even stronger terms. You did not misunderstand me. That is exactly what I said. It is a powerful statement. Going so far as to say, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you do not have life within you. Note that he doesn't say, and there are other ways to gain eternal life. He says this way. This is the same seriousness that is in the Lord's voice on Holy Thursday night in the upper room as his disciples gather with him for that great last supper on the night before he gives his body and blood on the cross for our salvation, what does the Lord do? He establishes something to be the ongoing memorial of how he saves us. We hear it as often as we pray the Eucharistic prayer at Mass. Take you this, all of you, eat of it, this is my body given for you. Take this, all of you, and drink from it. This is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant. And then he says, do this in memory of me. And notice once again, that's not a suggestion. It's a command. The Lord speaks on the night before he dies and he gives this commandment to his apostles, to his church. Do this, not something else, in memory of me. And when he says that, it's remarkable the things he doesn't say. He doesn't say, when you remember me, open your Bible and read it. He doesn't say, pray five rosaries a day in memory of me. He doesn't say, do these works, say these prayers, do all of these things we try to substitute and make the center of our faith. He says, do this. And in saying that, he doesn't mean that the other things are bad. And so I'm not saying don't open your Bibles and don't pray the rosary. Rather, greater than all of those things is this thing. This action, this reality by which the Lord gives us the key to remembering everything that is essential about him. So that without it, there's a knowledge of Jesus, a relating to Jesus, a living with Jesus. We simply do not and cannot have. This is why Sunday Mass is such an important thing. It is the response to the Lord's imperative. You do this in memory of me. 
This is what I am asking you to do, not something else. And over the centuries, we Christians have been brilliant at substituting all kinds of other things. And yet the Lord is marvelous in his insistent simplicity. Do this. Which begs the question of, why this? Why is he so strong about this eating my body and drinking my blood that he will not diminish this, he will not qualify it, he will not water it down for the convenience of his listeners. The key is in the collect, the opening prayer for today's Mass, where we celebrate the Lord giving us this sacrament as the memorial of his passion, as the memorial of how he saves us. And so note, before the Eucharist is something that we receive, it is something that allows us to know more fully the salvation that the Lord has won for us. And the prayer continues, may we so revere this mystery of your body and blood that we all may come to know within ourselves. Note that statement. Not within our heads, not within our thinking, but that we might know deeply, truly, personally, within our very self, within that part of our life that we live out of and that we live toward, that very center of who we are, that we may know there the fruits of your redemption. And what knowledge is better than that? That we may come to know deep within ourselves the fruits of the redemption that you have won for us the fruit of that mercy, the fruit of that joyful victory over all that would diminish and demean and destroy human life, the fruit of that adopted sonship, the fruit of the fact that we are promised an eternal mansion. What knowledge is better than that? And how different living becomes when that is the center out of which I am living. This is why the Lord is so insistent. This is the great means of rooting the fullness of all that he has won for us. Not simply in our catechism books, but in us. How wonderful that is because this then is the banquet where we feast on salvation itself. And now, let's return to Jesus' words in the Gospel, because he says something else that we gloss over all too frequently and pay too little attention to. He describes himself as, note the words, the living bread that has come down from heaven. 
And let's just pause right there. Has anybody here ever had the experience of going shopping for bread? It's, it's a basic reality. It's pretty common. We might find that when snowfall is predicted, we go shopping and we're disappointed because somebody has the need to buy all the bread. <laughs> but note simply how that works. How do you get the bread? You get up, you go to the bread, you pick it up, you pay for it, and you bring it home. Does the bread get off the shelf and come to your house? Even Uber Eats doesn't do that. Somebody has to pick up the bread. Now note what Jesus says here. I am the bread that comes looking for you. I am the bread that shows up on your doorstep. You hunger for many things, but deep beneath all of those lesser hungers is the great hunger for me. But it's not you who find me. It is I who find you. And now note what he is saying about himself. I am the bread. Unlike the manna that fell from heaven, I am the one who comes from heaven. And I've come to you. I have come for you. The salvation that you long to feast upon comes to you. And if I'm coming to you in that way, what do I long for? That you receive me. Imagine that. The bread coming off your shelf at home saying, it's time, eat me, I'm here. You need me, I'm here. And yet this is exactly what the Lord is saying. I am not merely some accident that you encounter. I'm not merely some treasure that you find the map to and go and dig up. I'm the treasure that finds you. I am the feast that comes to you. I am the wine that is thirsty for you to drink me. I am the bread that hungers to give myself to you. Note how strong that is. It's the strength by which he steps out of heaven to go to the cross to save you. It is the insistence that says, I will lay down my life for you. For you. And as I do this, I want you to receive everything, not just some things, but everything that I come to give you. Do this in memory of me because I have come to feed you. I have come to sustain you. I have come that you might feast on the salvation that I've won for you. And not just 
once, but continually, day after day, Sunday after Sunday. Do this. Stretch out your hand every time to salvation because you stretch out your hand to me and feast on me. And note how beautiful this is. On Good Friday, 2,000 years ago in Jerusalem, just outside the city on his cross, the Lord sacrificed himself for us and for our salvation. And today, literally around the globe, from the rising of the sun to its setting, this same Jesus Christ in his body and blood is on our altars all around the world, continuing to offer himself for us and for our salvation. And how wonderful it is that as we gather, we don't merely reminisce about it, but as we remember him in this action, he becomes present. Just like at that great supper 2,000 years ago, even though it is my voice you hear, it is his word and he who most truly says it. This is my body, given for you. This is my blood, poured out for you. And in our remembering him here, we meet him in a way that no other remembering of Jesus can do. Because he is fully and truly present in this sacrament. And then we pause one final time over that great command of the Lord and we note the preposition. He doesn't say, take this all of you and eat it. He says, eat of it. He doesn't say, take this and drink it. He says, drink from it. Note what those prepositions do. He implies that you should make this the source of your spiritual eating, the source of your spiritual drinking. Don't just do it once. Let this be the source of bread for you. Eat from here. Let this be the source of living wine for you. Let it be like a well. Come to it. Drink from it. Sometimes we reduce the idea of Holy Communion to a narrow issue of receiving. And receiving is a big part of what's involved in the sacrament. But note those prepositions. Eat of this. Make it regular. Make it continual. Drink from this. In other words, you now know the source. Take advantage of it. You now know where true food is to be found. And the more we learn to do that, the more that prayer is answered within us, and the more we come to know deep within ourselves the fruits of redemption, because we have within us that life which comes only from Him.
Let us then feast well today at the great banquet of salvation. Amen.